Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Lock it up. Not one, not two, not three, but four MVPs for Aaron Rodgers in a damn good tan corduroy suit with a slick back hair. Rodgers just styling and profiling on him. Woohoo! Rowdy Rodgers gets it done. My first takeaway from seeing Aaron Rodgers at the MVP ceremony there. Are you holding any drugs? No, <laughs> it was. I thought the hair was for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be John Wick. And now uh, maybe he's growing it out longer to be Kevin Sorbo or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that guy? Uh, remember who the guy played Hercules back in the day? No, but... You, you'll know him if you see him. You, you probably would The hair hasn't shorter. gotten any shorter. That has not been trimmed. No, it has not. Uh, the guy who played a Hercules back in the day, uh, Kevin... Uh, uh, I butcher his last name all the time. It's Kevin... Sorbo, Rowdy. You'd know this guy if you see him. I think Rogers is trying to be this guy now coming up. You know, do you know that guy? I've never seen that movie. Never, oh, it's a TV show. But do you know the, the actor by chance? No. Oh, you might know him on Twitter. That could be Rogers' Halloween costume coming up this coming this coming year. There he is. The 90s show Hercules. Oh, his hair might even be longer. <laughs> yeah, actually, it could be. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers uh, getting his fourth MVP. And we already knew he was going to win it. Like, it was when he was named um, MVP from the Football Writers of America. That was, like, kind of the precursors. Like, if you win that, usually you'll win the MVP. And Rodgers, we saw him at the in Phoenix at the Weights Management Open when the PA announcer said the three-time MVP, then Rodgers flashed up the four. He's like, oh, the four-time MVP. So Aaron Rodgers, congratulations to number 12. He is now uh, the second player to ever have four or more. Do you know who has got the most MVPs, Rowdy? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning and his gigantic forehead. He is uh, your leader for MVPs. Rodgers nipping at his heels. I already see Skip Bayless going through it. Uh, not too long ago, tweeting out Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Tom Brady should have. Uh, the haters and losers, of which there are many, can't fathom and stand the fact that Aaron Rodgers has the MVP, Rowdy. See, Cooper Cup got a vote. Oh, did he get a vote? At the, that's what I saw. Yeah, he was, what, Offensive Player of the Year, Cooper yeah. Cup? You had, and Packer fans, brace yourselves this early in the morning, T.J. Watt won Defensive Player of the Year. What do we know about the Packers and T.J. Watt, Rowdy? Kevin King and Vince Beagle. Yeah. I was thinking about this last night when I saw that TJ Watt got it. I don't know if I'll ever get over that. Will you? I mean, I'm over it, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Are you over, like? Will you ever get over that decision from Ted R.A.P.? Well, there's a couple different things that that wouldn't have happened had they drafted TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. One, you probably are only going to sign one Smith brother, which looking like it's would be fine now, right? Two. Rashawn Gary, maybe not drafted if you ended up signing both Smith brothers. Your Twitter mentions would be a lot less evasive. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, no Rashawn Gary potentially. But yeah, could you imagine though if you did have like a Zadarius Smith and a TJ Watt combination? That'd be pretty dangerous. I was thinking about this last night. Like I'm laying in bed 
Uh, I'm waiting for the other awards to be announced after TJ Watt you know, got named Defensive Player of the Year. And I said, okay, I know Packers Twitter right now is just melting down. Uh, some people are over it, but just melting down about TJ Watt winning Defensive Player of the Year, uh, tying Michael Strahan's record of sacks at 22 and a half. And I'm thinking to myself, and Ted Thompson, by the way, NFL Network, or the NFL, I should say, they did not, because they do the in memoriam, you know, when they honor when they honor all the people in the NFL that have fallen. You know, like you've seen that before, right? In memoriam where they like honor the people that have died in the past year. They didn't honor, because they didn't have it the year before, they didn't honor Ted Thompson. And they also didn't honor another guy they should have, but they didn't honor Ted Thompson. And I thought to myself, the guy who Ted Thompson drafted, Aaron Rodgers, is going to win his fourth MVP, and you can't even give Ted Thompson a little picture in the in memoriam section of the award show, which is insane to me. But, Rowdy, Ted Thompson has the wherewithal to get Aaron Rodgers. Uh, also, he dropped that far, too, but Ted still had to pick him. But when T.J. Watt was up there on the draft, is it, wasn't that the Maybe biggest? Maybe that's why I didn't get a picture up there. I mean, that could be. Isn't that the biggest no-brainer to pick T.J. Watt? for the Because it addressed a need at the time. You knew the bloodline. Because TJ Watt or JJ Watt, excuse me, what had three NFL MVP uh, had had one Defensive Player of the Year, and you look at what the Packers needed—a hometown guy, TJ Watt. The bloodline's there. Is that one of the most head-scratching moves the Packers have ever done in the draft? I don't think so. Don't I think, think you so? can come up with a lot of other ones where you're like, really, it's a lot worse pick than I thought that though. When they didn't, when they passed on, when they traded the pick, and then I liked—I actually liked the pick of Kevin King at the time. And no, then went yeah, back and got that's, Vince that's why I'm not really going to question it. Like it's easy to say hindsight 2020, but at the time when TJ Watt was available, I was sitting there and I remember going, "Oh, that'd be so cool if they drafted TJ Watt." And yeah, I think everyone thought that. Yeah, but when they passed on him, I wasn't that upset. So especially because they got Kevin King, and then and then at the end of the or later in the draft, they ended up getting another Wisconsin guy. So like, oh man, they got Vince Beagle, and yeah. you got your because I like remember, the Beags. Well, you remember in that draft, they ended up going with two straight defensive backs. They mm-hmm. went Kevin King and then Josh Jones. Yeah. Well, out of those two, Kevin King was probably better than Josh Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Who's no longer. I don't even know if he's in the NFL. No, there's no way. I gotta, I'll look. I'll look quick. But yeah, you got your corner and then you got another defensive back. First two rounds. And you're like, okay, if these guys can be something. Free agent, Josh Jones. Yeah. Figure that. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like you figured you got something and you still almost got like a consolation prize getting Vince Beagle. Yeah. And I like to pick a victory. I'm like, okay, you got two for the price of one. Like Kevin King, Vince Beagle, a beast for the Badgers defense. Let's go. Well, now look what happened. Is Vince Beagle on a team? I don't know. He's either was on a team or he got cut by a team because he had an injury. I mean, Kevin King, I guess, is on a team, but the dude doesn't play anymore. I mean, how much did he even play for the Packers the last year? And then T.J. Watt just won Defensive Player of the Year, so and well, Vince, Michael Strahan's sack record. See, Vince Beagle, when he was with the Packers, was banged up quite a bit. Dolphins still. It's He's still with the Dolphins. Yeah. He's banged up quite a bit with the Packers. Mm-hmm. Then he gets shipped to the Saints, where he's actually a pretty good special teams player for the Saints. Then he goes to Miami, where he had like one really, really good season for Miami, yeah. where he was like actually playing. And then he's had like a bunch of injuries since then. Yeah, he has. So it's it's not it's not that Vince Beagle was like god awful. He just he was a guy where it took some time, kind of like those Rashawn Gary stands yeah. where they called him a project, but he was the <laughs> <laughs> he was a top fifteen pick. 
Vince Beagle was kind of a project and then ran into injuries. Yeah. I mean, his career is not as no, as not, bad as it looks no, on paper. No, it's just when you look, when you keep looking back on it, and Rowdy did say it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't want to be like Grant Bills and be Captain Hindsight here. But yeah, I definitely wasn't mad when they. No, neither was him. I. But as the as time continued to go on, at first I'm like, oh my god, it'd be so cool, it'd be so awesome to have T.J. Watt. Well, I think the writing was on the wall after the first year. Yeah. <laughs> TJ Watt was pretty damn good. And Kevin King was, <laughs> was pretty absent from the playing field. Uh, yeah. But back to uh, the original play. Oh, and also our guy uh, on Twitch here, Victor Hernandez. Good morning, my brother. He says he's a Cowboys fan. Micah Parsons, Rowdy. Micah Parsons, the first unanimous decision uh, for defensive rookie of the year. So that's impressive for him. Cooper Cup. I mean, uh, does Cooper Cup kind of look like he's like an Amish guy in Rumspringa? <laughs> Did you, did, did you look at him? You're like, is this an Amish guy who's doing the rum springer thing where they can just go out and party for a while and, and then decide if they want to come back? Well, he decided to stick in the NFL. That guy's a baller. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers getting it done. NFL's MVP. Uh, very exciting for him. And we'll talk. I have this. I'm going to play his speech coming up here. It's very short to the point. And then Rowdy also talked about his future. Uh, before that, though, good morning. Line one, who's this? Oh, one second. We're still we're still doing a thing, kid. One second. All right. So, Rowdy, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, he was talking about essentially. Uh, I'm gonna, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play his little speech. It's not long at all. It's pretty short and to the point. And really listen to it. Does it sound like a guy who's very happy with the Packers and wants to come back? Does it sound like a guy who's very happy and content with where he is in life and wants to retire? Does it sound like a guy who wants to go elsewhere? Because those are the three options for Rodgers right now. Aaron Rodgers, his accepted speech. Take a listen last night after he won his fourth MVP. What a year, huh? Uh, first, I got I to gotta say it's an honor to share the stage with Peyton Manning, a man who's won this award five times. You inspired a generation of quarterbacks, myself included, buddy, and proud to share the stage with you tonight. Thank you. I'd like to thank the Green Bay Packers, Mark, Brian, Russ, our incredible fan base. It's been uh, an amazing 17 years. So thankful for the memories and the moments over the years. Uh, I'd like to thank Matt LaFleur and his perfectly groomed eyebrows. <laughs> we have Matt, there you are. Bree, thank you. Great job tonight on those. But in all seriousness, Two out of three years winning this thing, you're a huge part of this. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for trusting me, supporting me, empowering me, and making things easy for me. Appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> Real quick. I'd like to thank my team. I don't remember that much gushing over Mike McCarthy. Oh, well, he didn't have good eyebrows like LaFleur <laughs> <Yeah>. does, you know? <laughs> What's Roger going to say? Hey, Mike, I really like the look of your gut. <laughs> All right, here's more from Rogers. Here's here's really just to thank more of the Packers brass. To thank my teammates, uh, this is a special league that provides you so many incredible friendships that last longer than your time in the league. And I'm so thankful for the guys I get to come to work with every day, the memories, the jokes in the locker room, and going to battle with them every week. Uh, I'd like to thank my inner circle. You know who you are. Thanks for your love and support this season. Your consistency, reaching out like you do, not changing the world me. to me. My Friday night crew, I love you guys, and you guys uh, are a big reason I'm standing here. And lastly, I'd like to dedicate this award to the memory of two really important people to me, 
who passed on in the last couple of years. First is the man that drafted me in 2005, Ted Thompson. And the second is someone that many people here are familiar with, former producer of the ESPYs and the NFL Honors, a dear and loyal friend, Maura Mant. Thank you. All right, so there you go. There's Rodgers. Uh, Rodgers, does that sound like a guy who wanted to come back for the Packers, a guy who wanted to retire, or a guy who wanted to go elsewhere? Sounds like a guy who's happy with the Packers. Yeah, no, I saw a lot of people on Twitter taking different uh, snippets of his uh, speech, mm-hmm. and some people, it's it was hilarious. Like, here's a little snippet of what Roger said. Some people would be like, oh, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> and then there'd be other people where their comments would be like, he's staying. He's staying. 100% he's staying. Well, did you see the reti- it was just so funny how well, he's retiring. literally two different people could r- read the same little snippet from the speech and get he's absolutely gone versus he's absolutely staying Yeah, as what's going to happen in the future. I think that was a very positive speech. Same. So do I. I mean, I don't ever recall him being, like I said, that gushing over Mike McCarthy and that complimentary <laughs> of Mike McCar- McCarthy. To, to play devil's advocate, I don't remember his other speeches, though. When he I don't MVP. either, but I just I feel like we would have remembered something like that. Yeah, if you were to, like, Big Mike, you know, you got a lot to hug. I love wrapping my arms around you. You're just like a fluffy teddy bear. I never heard anything like that. Yeah, he he basically came out and said about LaFleur, in, two year, or in three years, he's won the MVP two times. And yeah. you're a huge part of that. He called him Bud. And he's, yeah, beautiful eyebrows, too. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, that, I don't think there was anything that close to that for, <laughs> for Big Mike. I don't think so. And especially not post-2015. Uh, I'll, well, I'll have to go back and look. Um, here's one right here. Right but I don't here. know. I think everything I saw for comments was positive. Same. Like, All like of where it, positive. Hey, I either feel like I'm completely done with this game or I'm coming back to Green Bay. Yeah, I hear it. Here, here. I, I found one. The oh, there's Peyton Manning up there again. AP, most valuable. So this is 2014 Rodgers uh, MVP award, Rowdy. Aaron Rodgers. So this is, let's see what he says in his speech here. If it's anything like what he did last night. See, 14 is going to be interesting because that was still when uh, Big Mike was in good graces. Yep. Uh, let's see, for his first one, 2011, his second one, 2014, and then 2020, then last night, 2021. <laughs> and Roger, by the way, short hair in this picture, in this video. Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's an honor to share the stage with a man who's won this award more than anybody in history. Peyton? Peyton? Quad looks pretty good. How about uh, coming back another year, huh? <laughs> hey, Rogers, same to you. Oh, there's Tony Romo. You know, I feel so uh, fortunate to live out my dreams uh, year after year. And there's no one I'd rather spend every day of the journey with than you, baby. I love you. Thank you. Oh, Olivia Munn. There's Olivia. <laughs> to the Packers organization. Oh, she did not. There's Mike. Mike Murphy, Ted Thompson, Mike McCarthy, Tom Clements, Alex Van Pelt. Thank you. He just gave McCarthy a nod. To be successful. He gave him a nod with the trophy. I appreciate you guys so much. How's that? To our fans. That was it for Big Mike. Incredible. Year after year, you support us. You travel with us on the road. That was it. That was it for Big Mike, Rowdy. He gave him a, Mike McCarthy gave him a nod with the trophy. Maybe there would have been a little bit more love in 11. Ah, this, is a, this is a terrible video. All right, I'll, I'll work on it for later. I'm really curious to see if he does give Mike McCarthy love. I don't think he does. I think he just gives him a little nod, and that's it. Matt LaFleur, he, he talks about him. his... He mentioned him. Matt LaFleur, he talks about his freaking eyebrows. That's all it is. All right, so there you go. Rogers sounds like a guy, to me, who's coming back. I, I agree. Uh, it's either he comes back or he retires. He doesn't. He, it doesn't seem like anyone that's trying to force a trade. No. The, the, the funniest thing was 
the Olivia Munn. I love you, baby. <laughs> and when the, when the camera panned to her, she just she looked uncomfortable when I, he said it. And I'm not gonna lie, when he started rattling off those names, and he said Tom Clemens, I actually thought of Mike, Mike, Mike Clemens. Clemens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Olivia Munn looked very uncomfortable when Rogers <laughs> said, "I love you, baby." She looked very just like, "Oh, okay, oh, well, this, we're we're here already." Last night, defensive player of the year goes to T.J. Watt. Saw that. I asked Rowdy this. I'm still. Not, I'll never like fully get over it. Like at the time, though, I I didn't. I was shocked that it didn't happen, but I could justify like, okay, I like Kevin King, and then I like the eventual pick of Vince Beagle. Have you gotten over the fact after he won his Defensive Player of the Year award last night that T.J. Watt's not a Packer? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like it. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you move on. It's well, I have another thing. You're too. upset, but move on. Did anyone think T.J. Watt was going to be this good? Was the the bloodline, Rowdy? The what bloodline? Yeah, but did you think he was going to be? Did you this think good? he was? I was be screaming from good. the high heavens for them to draft. Oh, him. everybody was. And then but same with like. Uh, did you think he was going to get any anywhere close to JJ Watt status? No, I don't think anyone did. No, I kind of want to say yes, but look, no, you and thinking back on it, I thought he would have been a very solid. Think about player. the time he was coming into the NFL. Yeah, he ripped it up at Wisconsin for a year, kind of like his his brother JJ did. But JJ was already like a big time like NFL, one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't, I I didn't think he'd be anywhere close to JJ Watt. Then me and RJ are looking up JJ Watt, TJ Watt stats uh, earlier this year, and TJ Watt probably already has a better career than JJ Watt, mm-hmm. just gotta, based on staying healthy. Well, that and the whole thing going into that year of J.J. Watt's final year in college, he was already projected to be a high draft pick. T.J. Watt had to play into that. So I went to my Twitter account and I write, you know, you can go back and look at tweets. I just typed in my name, then T.J. Watt to see old tweets. Oh, okay. It, it just, you know, where my mind was at at the time. Uh, I got a couple popping up here. Uh, let's see here. Brian says, there have been three Packer drafts in my life that have depressed me. <laughs> the A.J. Hawk draft, I spit my beer. The T.J. Watt draft, I threw my beer, and this draft, I threw up my beer, and that was when uh, that was in 2020. When he says, "I don't know what what was with the hate with A.J. Hawk." He was a stud, All American linebacker at Ohio State, and they needed one, and he was pretty solid for a long time. Yeah, I don't Um, know what the hate there was. I I was always a I don't I don't know either. I was always a uh, AJ Hawk guy, except when his helmet always came off. I'm like, what the hell, dude? I was a big Harold guy. I don't understand the hate for that one. (laughs) I hated that pick. From the, <laughs> I'll never forget that pick because I wanted I wanted Greg Olson so bad. Third leg, Greg. Yeah, and or, or was it was a big leg, Greg. They passed. Obviously, they took Justin Harrell, and then they drafted Jermichael Finley the next year. But I mean, you couldn't take a seventh floor crew guy for in Green Bay. <laughs> they had a bad reputation. They would never fly in in Little Green Bay. That rap group. That that song still exists on the online, right? It has to. Yes, everything. Uh, first online. and second parts. Oh, are both online. I know Rowdy's a can't big play, fan. Can't play, can't play. I can't play it can't on play air. Play no, you I cannot. Can't. I can't. I've been offending a lot of people this week, so I gotta. I gotta be really careful. A little conversation going on on the Twitch channel about the Hall of Fame last night. Uh, Rogers winning his fourth MVP, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, T.J. Watt, Offensive Player of the Year, Cooper Cup. But there's this. Uh, our guy G-Dub. I love you, G-Dub. I can't believe you didn't hear the Phil Collins I played for you earlier. Wow. He said, if Richard Seymour if listening. Richard Seymour is a Hall of Famer, then Clay Matthews is first ballot Hall of Fame. Hot take for my Friday. Change my mind. I don't I don't think we need to change his mind. Do we, boys? No, because was, that was the first thing I thought when I saw the names listed of people who got 
uh, nominated for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I'm like looking at them. And if I didn't recognize the name because they were an older player, you know, go back, look yeah. at their stats. <laughs> and just instantly off the top of my head, I saw Richard Seymour. And I'm like, wait, wait, Richard Seymour? Seymour. I feel like I feel like that doesn't belong or I feel like that's a weird pick. And then you go back and look at some of the statistics. And yeah, granted, he's a defensive tackle. He's not going to have some of the same numbers. Great player for sure. I, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer either. So G-Dub just says, how many of you thought Richard Seymour was going to be a Hall of Fame player watching him play? <laughs> what did I tell you? <laughs> Remember? So, okay, last summer and spring, I went through all of like my, yeah, cards. my cards and I organized them well, by like rookie cards and whatever, but also by players that I thought were, well, that were already Hall of Famers, going to be Hall of Famers, or like borderline Hall of Famers. Standing in the hall I'm not going to lie. When I was ordering these cards for the borderline Hall of Famers, Richard Seymour did not f- fit in that category. Ew. He was kind of just the leftovers. Yeah. So Richard Seymour, yeah. Um, Clay Matthews, I agree with you, G-Dub. I think we all do. But boys, Leroy Butler, is in the Hall of Fame now. Oh, you're going to say something, Roddy? I don't think Clay Matthews is a Hall of Famer. Packers Ring of Honor? He could be a Packers Hall of Famer. He's no <laughs> Hall of Famer. What about, who's got the better hair? His dad's got a better shot of going into the Hall of Fame than him. Better? Is, is he eligible anymore? I thought his dad was already or in. Or was he in the Hall of Fame? Oh, did they finally get him in there? Yeah, dad and uh, uncle are both in there. Question, though. Of course. Now that he's still true. Better shot of being Hall of Famer. Aaron yeah. Rodgers last night with the hair versus Clay Matthews and the long locks. Who had the better hair? Has the better hair? Rodgers versus Matthews. Well, there's two different things here. I'm going to go with Matthews because it looked luscious and it was full Ooh, and thick. Luscious. I'm going to go also with Matthews because Aaron Rodgers looked like he just took his hair out of like the McDonald's greaser. That was greasy. <laughs> Greasy. Like, I thought Clay Matthews' like it hair like, didn't look doesn't look greasy. It looks full. It looks like he just got out of the shower. There's some like nice, nice like, dry shampoo. It's on nice there. and thick. I thought, looked, I thought Rogers' hair looked good. And last he night. does shampoo commercials. I don't see Rogers doing shampoo commercials. Well, maybe his dad didn't get in yet. I thought he did. I thought that yeah, because it was a huge campaign that yeah. they were trying to get oh, him in. My bad, everybody. Still better shot. That's what, hey. <laughs> that's why the research comment stands. That's why the research department is here is to tap us on the shoulder and let us know keep when us, we effed us up. In check, yeah. yeah, to keep us in check. I don't appreciate it, but so whatever. Leroy Butler wasn't this Leroy Butler's last year though? They finally get in. I think you get twenty years. Or 20, he was on sixteen then, right? Yeah, that's what it was. So Leroy Butler, the leap, leap is in. Finally, took long enough as he is the dude. In, the dude should be in just inventing the Lambo leap alone. Who called in yesterday and was giving him crap for who was that? Paulie, he's the Bears oh, fan. Oh yeah, it's Paulie. He's of the Bears fan. He's like, you didn't invent it, you just jumped in the stance. Paulie, we would call that an innovator then, because it didn't exist before him. Also, if you go back and watch the footage, the play should if there was replay, how it is now. The play I don't know. The you, play, can't, you can't tell. Reggie White was out of bounds when he you threw the ball back to the right You can't tell that. All right, you're right. Sorry, I had to, uh, I guess I channeled my inner Polly there. And yeah. so I just went dumb on him. So what it is is, yes, he should be in alone on the fact that he invented the Lambo leap. And he's got vodka, too. Might have to try that. Uh, Would you be more open to trying the vodka or the cornflakes? I've never had either. Vodka. Maybe both. Vodka. At the same time. <laughs> well, here I'm going to go on a limb and say the vodka tastes like just about every other vodka you've had besides maybe like Fleischmann's or, uh-huh. or Gordon's. 
Bring me back. Some beef Freshman year of college. Beef eater's good. It's decent vodka. No, I know. I'm just... Oh. The Jordy's Farm Fresh Flakes. I'm going to go on a limb and say probably tastes just like... Corn flakes? Corn flakes. Yeah. Or wheaties. <sighs> so I'm going to go... I'm going to say I'll take the vodka just because it gets you a little feeling something, something. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Goes in a Bloody Mary. I don't think you can put the Farm Fresh Flakes in your bloody... Yeah, you seen some of the stuff they put in bloodies these days? Okay, it's when you put, it could be a candidate if if Clay Matthews is a candidate for the hall. Put a bowl of cereal on a stick. Cornflakes <laughs> are a candidate for a bloody. Well, someone uh, a couple weeks ago, like this Bloody Mary was going viral, and a bunch of people sent it to me because I know my I'm on the campaign to make the anytime drink. Is that the kind of with the the pizza on it? There's like the there burger. was like a hamburger. There was like a full slow roasted chicken on it, like like a like a Cornish game hen, but bigger. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. When what when you get to the point where you got like a five course meal on your Bloody Mary, that's where I draw the line. Like that's not no. I, I'm in the keep it simple, stupid method. Okay. I don't need to church it I, up. I've I've seen some of those huge Bloody Marys that you're talking about. It's ridiculous. What do you think if instead of some of like the, the weird hens or some of like the huge cheeseburgers they have on it? Yeah. What do you think of like remember how at the mall when the mall used to be a real thing, and they'd give like it's still real. They'd give like samples of Kato's Cajun yeah. with the chicken, mm. or yummy, like the yummy. Sarku Japan. Yummy, yeah. yummy, rowdy. You have like those on little sticks in there. See, okay, that, free sample on your bloody. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, I would eat. That. I've seen one where it's like there's like a, a full cheeseburger. There's a freaking yeah, like it's too much. Like, it's it's ridiculous, and it's like thirty five bucks. Yeah, I just want I just want a simple Bloody Mary. With like a pickle, an olive, maybe a pickled mushroom. I don't even need the celery stick. I don't even need that. Maybe some cheese on there. Thoughts on the, the thoughts on stick? a Bloody Mary bar. I don't like it, like yeah. a make it yourself. See, yeah. They I, had that at some places in Lacrosse. I don't mind that. Where it's like fifteen bucks, put whatever you want on there. I don't mind that, but when I'm out, I like I prefer someone making it for me. Be, you know, no, that's no. why I'm out. They give you the basic thing. You'd get to pick all the stuff you want in it. Yeah, I do that at home though. You know what I'm saying? Like I I have my own Bloody Mary bar at home, ready to go whenever. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. Do you like the Bloody Mary bar? The all you can drink mimosas. It's not I'm that I, I don't yeah. really I like frequent the Bloody Mary it. bar, but, yeah, I don't normally I don't, go I don't, to it. I don't, like, go out to search for it, but if it's there, I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll dabble. Uh, line one, good morning. Who's this? You got your Baytag man. Well, what is up, Zach? What's going on? So uh, I have an issue with uh, Leroy Butler in the Hall of Fame. Please, go. It should have happened a long time ago. <laughs> no kidding. This, all right, so... Troy Polamalu got in on his on the first ballot, right? As mm. as the Pittsburgh Steelers, fantastic first hair. Hall of Famer in twenty twenty, great hair, fantastic, fantastic hair, beautiful hair, beautiful. When you compare them side by side statistically, Leroy Butler is a better safety. Just not as not as like long how, and beautiful hair. He, he had, didn't have he the had, hair. He had more interceptions. He had more sacks of the quarterback. I, what like what is the Hall of Fame? Thinking. I think the first didn't Troy Palomalo leap over the line and get a sack one time, like jumped, like hurdled it. Am I am I yeah, misremembering something? But it, but if you you do you do remember that correctly. But here's the thing with with Palomalu. he was not a really good tackler. He was a really good hitter, but dude could not wrap up. And it and we knew that when he played at USC, he could not wrap up. He was always going for the big hit. So he missed a lot more than than he actually made as far as tackles. Hey, I'm just glad. Yes, I agree with you that it took too long. I'm just glad the dude's finally in. Good job I'm, for leap. I'm glad. I'm glad he's into his vodka. Is really good. It is. I've had it. Very good. Um, but yeah, it, it should have happened a long time ago. And mm. 
Hey, Zach, before I, I let you go, we'll, we'll just, just sell, we're glad that he's in now. We celebrate that. But before I let you go, because we got our gambler coming up, Zach, when, my, my, my Maytag man, who do you got on Sunday? Rams, Bengals. I have the Bengals. Yes, so do I. I, I For Harambe. I, I think Jamar Chase is going to absolutely show up Cooper Cup. Hell yeah. Like, I, I, I think... If that's a prop bet, and and maybe you find out yeah, Rowdy, from, uh, you gonna, from Dave, you, you, you could find probably from, find it. Yeah, Jamar Chase versus, versus Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup, either in receptions or receiving yards. I I, I would take Jamar Chase. Love it, dude. You can do. You cooking anything magical for uh, the Super Bowl, or what you doing? So we uh we do some homemade egg rolls. We're hanging out Ooh. with some friends of ours. We're yep. doing some homemade egg rolls and uh, bacon wrapped sea scallops. And, Ooh. Uh, My man. You know, the cock, cocktail weenies and, oh, yeah. and meatballs oh, yeah. and cheese tray and yeah. Sounds divine, dude. Sounds awesome. It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. Life is back on sports bettors and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Boy, do I love my Fridays at 740. And do I love it extra hard this Friday. Missed my brother last week. Get him today. And they got the Super Bowl on Sunday. The most handsome man in sports gambling. Besides Rowdy. Dave Esler. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. <laughs> that was, you know, you know. I'm, I'm speechless, man, and that doesn't happen very often. I know. I've been watching your videos, Dave, and I'm just like enamored. I'm like, man, this guy is just ravishing. What a what a looker. Um, Dave. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Dave? What's new, brother? What's good? I got my ass kicked last night. That's new. <laughs> Dave, I can't I can't talk about how good you are at sports gambling and you come on and say I got my ass kicked. Come on. What's going on? Um, it's it's called reality, pal. <laughs> I mean, you know. I don't live in I don't live in that kind of Dave, you, if anything, <laughs> if anyone asks again, you went hundred percent, okay? 52.4% is the magic number to break even. <laughs> Rowdy has, how many How many picks do you have now, 11? Yeah, we have 11. 11, 11 props. prop bets. Dave, when it comes to the Super Bowl and prop bets, uh, are you a big guy in what color the Gatorade is, how long? Or will, uh, Let's see, what was another one? Will Martha Stewart be on stage with Snoop Dogg, or do you like what like Rowdy does? Rowdy, give Dave one of yours. Well, the one that I actually thought about right away and, and thought it was a smart bet was Jamar Chase over five and a half catches because you're just not going to go away from your best player. So you, are you that line of thinking, Dave, or you're more like, uh, will Snoop Dogg have a blunt on stage, yes or no? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a, a question that depends who I'm talking to. Uh, um, I, I love those when there's women watching the Super Bowl party with me that don't know anything about football. Um, My wife uh, loves the the random. You know, I can tell. Bets. I can tell them I have inside information on the length of the national anthem, or you know, my friends at my friends at Quaker Roads told me what about the Gatorade. You can sound really cool, um, but <laughs> in terms of putting actual money on, I'm with Rowdy. Yeah, I figured you would be, Dave. Uh, so when it comes to the Super Bowl, I see the line bouncing around a little bit from when it opened and then where it was yesterday, whereas today, like, where, where have you seen it, Rod? Ever said, where it opened at four and a half? I've seen all the on the three and a half. Yeah, anywhere from four and a half to three and a half, but mostly at four. What are you looking at for the Super Bowl, my friend? What do you think? Yeah, you know, you know, I'm not going to bet the side. I mean, there's no value in it. It's, you know, bar none, the most fluid market. Uh, the most efficient market uh, of the season 
in any sport, period, end, because there's so much there's so much public money around, so there's, there's really no value. I mean, I can tell you that the supposed sharps, if you will, or people that um, allegedly know what they're doing are on the Bengals plus four and a half. I mean, and that just happened probably within the last 48 hours. I think what they were doing, I mean, they, did, they didn't just pounce on the Bengals right away. Because I think it, I, I forget what it opened at. I want to say it was three and a half. Um, but they were waiting for the public because, again, this is such an efficient market with so much public money. They were waiting for the public to push it up as high as they possibly could to then come back and take Cincinnati. And I think they figured that this late in the game, four and a half to five was as high as it was going to get. So they bought all those. Um, I believe yesterday morning or the night before. All right, Dave Esler joining us right now. Follow him on Twitter, Dave underscore Esler, E-S-S-L-E-R. Phenomenal follow. Great videos and a lot of uh, good sarcasm, too. Dave, what are you lo- dialing in? Like, give us a bet that Dave Esler is looking at here for the Super Bowl that he likes. Um, well, if I, if, you know, aside of a total, I like the first half to go over um, 23 and a half. Um, if I'm going to, you know, before we can get into prop bets, and that is in part how I think the game's going to be played out. I mean, I don't think field goals are going to do it here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think they'll be they'll be giving up the chippy to go for the seven. But I don't think they can sit back and wait. I mean, you know, usually you have that feeling out process in the Super Bowl, and that, that's almost a constant. It's almost a given. But I'm really wondering if that's true here, because uh, you know the Rams know they're favored. Uh, the Rams know how much they're favored by. The Rams know they're supposed to win. Everybody knows the Rams are supposed to win. So I don't think they want to leave the Bengals as much life as they can. Um, everybody knows the Bengals are a second-half team. And I think the Bengals want to be a second-half team. I think the Bengals have nothing to lose because everybody expects the Bengals to lose. So I think they can come out, um, you know, oh, well, let's see the offensive line. They're not going to be a hold up against Aaron Donald. Well, you know, BS. I mean, they didn't hold up in the first half against the Chiefs. I don't think they're going to sit back there and just, oh, let's run and let's throw screens or let's throw draws. I think they come out throwing the ball. So I think the first half probably goes over. Man, you are you are one smart cookie, Dave. You know that? So uh, I like that. When it comes to the Super Bowl itself, now, not betting sense, you know, I hate to bring up painful memories, but for the, like, there's always the Patriots always who were in the Super Bowl, right? Well, they're not there. And as a Packers fan, I thought we'd be in more Super Bowls than just the 2010-2011 season in the last, you know, decade get, here. Get better players. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. What do you think, uh, just as a Super Bowl, as a standalone, you know, Rams and Bengals, you got Stafford, uh, Joe Cool, Joey Burrow. Are you excited for the Super Bowl, and what are you doing for it? Oh, I'm just, I'm gonna, I, you know, I made a, a long time ago, I, I gave up Super Bowl parties because, I, I mean, I, I, I just do not like when I'm one of two people in a room of 20 watching the game and, <laughs> you know, a, well, woman will, a woman will come up at the at the two-minute warning on the first half and say, oh, it's almost halftime already. <laughs> well, Dave, my, yeah, so my, how about this? I'm going to extend the invite to you. If you want to fly up here to Wisconsin with all the bets besides yesterday that you've been winning, I will gladly, gladly make whatever drinks it is that you want, a Long Island if you if you like, would like, and I'll make sure so my, my wife doesn't care about sports at all, so she won't even ask you those questions. She'll just like help us you know, well, that's drink. That's the point, Russ. Most of these women do not care. They just go to see. And Rowdy will come over too. Don't even tell me the halftime show anymore. I mean, don't well, what would be your, what, what would be your perfect halftime show then? Like Jimmy Buffett? Like, like a normal NFL season where they have like eight minutes. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> okay, I'll I think it. the the biggest question 
Ebo's wife will probably ask him is after a few Long Islands, who's the guy that's sleeping on the couch? Yeah, I'll be, that's Dave Essler. And you would, jo- <laughs> you would join a long line of of very famous people. Yeah, what, so Dave, real quick, we used to do a show with Amon Green, the Packers' all-time leading rusher, running back, if you remember Amon Green. And when my wife came home from work, you know, uh, she was bartending one night, and Amon, all the hotels we were on were booked up, so I told Amon he could crash in my house. My wife comes home, and she wakes me up. She goes, hey, who's sleeping on our couch right now? I go, oh, that's Amon Green. She goes, who's Amon Green? And I go, Google him. And she doesn't say, oh, it's the Packers all-time leading rush. She goes, why is a guy worth $33 million sleeping on our couch? <laughs> so Dave, Dave, you that can come. Great. You can come and sleep on the couch. I mean, well, Mon's already broken in for you, man. You can. I won't. I promise you that we won't ask any dumb questions. We can just watch the game, okay? Um, but, no. All right, you think about it. The ball's in your court. You think about it, okay? I'll think about it. Hey, speaking of uh, balls on the court, Dave, that sounded a little weird. Uh, college basketball. Anything you're sniffing around? I say tweeting about the Horizon League of all leagues. We were making. Oh uh, yeah, well, I kind of had to. We were making fun um, of UW-Milwaukee the other day. No, I was making fun of people. <laughs> that's, that's the best people to make fun of. People. Dave, anything? Especially when they don't know they're being made fun of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like, I'm, I feel like that happens to me a lot when you're on. No. So, I, you know, do you want me to just go full disclosure here or no? I don't, you can do whatever you want. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's some, some people that sell picks for a living. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, thanks for the platform, guys. <laughs> God, I wish this was national. Dave, um, look, Dave, everyone's listening. I just got an email from a guy in Noah. What was it? Was it Sweden? Sweden. Or, yeah, Sweden that's listening to us. You're good. Well, good for good for you. Um, yeah. You guys should probably you guys should probably get a, get an agent. Um, they <laughs> they 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 don't really bet, and they say they do. Um, you know, case in point, yesterday a guy took a line and gave it out that was at a book that was actually shut down and the line they were showing as being out there was like from a day and a half ago and people just drew over it. Oh my God, he's good. He got this line. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that other one, um, same guy actually um, brings out bets on, on lower level horizon league teams. And then they make up some BS reasoning because what they'll do is they'll follow the market and they'll see these moves and the screens light up and, oh, that must be sharp money. I'm going to have to give that out to my people. And then within about three minutes, they'll go look at like Detroit and IPFW or whoever the hell it is and, and find out one stat about them and throw it out there as I'm, a, I'm an omnipotent college <laughs> basketball guy. Like, I, you know. I li- omnipotent college bat. I like that. Dave, you're, 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 uh, you're omnipresent, aren't you, when it comes to betting? I don't, I don't know. I'm not, See, I don't like that. You're benevolent. I'm not, you're benevolent. I'm not, I'm not, all, I'm not all anything. You're benevolent. Friday's, Friday's actually a big Horizon League day, so I, I better be quiet. There is one thing, <laughs> and I've told him this, there's one thing that I absolutely just hate, Ebo, and it's when I'll be texting Dave, and I'll think I'll know because I'll you know go off like Badger basketball. I think I'll know, and I'll have like a paragraph typed out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think there's at least a nugget or two here. That Dave, <laughs> I, know that, I, know I think there's a nugget, here. nugget or two here that he might not know just from not being like in Madison area. And then the text is aware. <laughs> God, aware. Dave <laughs> thought I had a little extra info. I got Dave. If you don't mind, I want to steal your number from Rowdy. Can I get the clearance on that one? Because yeah, if absolutely. I ever, if I ever get a little nugget, I want to you know send it your way. Okay. Well. Yeah, you, yeah, go for it. I, mean, <laughs> I, I want to get the aware text. Hey, any any college basketball games you got that you know on the docket? If you would like to give us one, that, I mean, you're, that you're aware only, of. I mean, there's only one game that makes any sense tonight, other than the Horizon League. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm Connecticut and Xavier. Um, I kind of like Connecticut. Um, 
you know, and I'm looking at the, the money this morning and, and the tickets, and they're all kind of on Xavier, as you would probably expect. But, you know, I think Connecticut's turned a little bit of a corner. Um, and I'll give you a little bit of a look ahead. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give you one. I'll give you one for Sunday at 11 a.m. your time. Oh, please. You can, you can just pound because you'll be just getting up and you can add to your bankroll to add to your Gatorade prop bets. Um, <laughs> St. John's plays UConn on Saturday. And St. John's will have had five days rest, and Connecticut's going to come in off of a pretty important game against Xavier tonight. So they're going to have, you know, less than 48 hours rest. So I'm actually thinking St. John's will be a good bet there. They'll probably be favored, uh, probably underdogs by a, by a few, if not close to a pick. But I think St. John's, uh, at whatever the number over UConn Sunday, um, with your Bloody Marys, it probably Ooh. be a good Dave, oh, a man after my own heart, the Bloody Mary, baby. And just real quick, we are big Horizon guys with big, you know, UW Green Bay and UW Milwaukee. Yeah. Also, we hit our allotted time to yeah. talk about it this week. We gave it about ten minutes for the first time in four years. Yeah, and well, I can tell. I can tell you your sponsors are not. <laughs> hey, Dave, can I give you a little nugget? Um, yeah, yeah, please. Uh, now the Lions, I, promise I, I promise I won't give you the standard answer. No, the line's not out yet, so I'm sure you're aware of that. But whatever Wisconsin is favored at uh, against Rutgers tomorrow at the Kohl Center, take it. I can, Buck I, can, I can tell you what it will probably be. If yeah, you tell, want. Please, you're a smart guy. Um, shoot, I can't find it. Dave, I just said you were a smart guy. I just said you're I know, smart guy. I know, but I'm not like. Oh, you're, uh, it's a pregnant pause. It's called. You're building up. You're building it up. No, I'm, I'm looking. Just stop. <laughs> well, there's dead um, air, Dave. It's on radio. I can't have dead air. I'm almost, I'm almost there. Uh, Rutgers, Rutgers will be favored. Uh, excuse me. The Badgers will be favored by about nine, and ooh, the total, ooh. the total, total will be about one twenty-nine. Ooh, nine. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I, I'm ooh. smelling Rutgers. Ooh. Uh, no comment. Do no, com- no comment then, Dave, okay? Badgers win. Just- so, that's, so that's not a nugget. No, the nugget is take the nugget is just take the money line. Though. Yeah, take the nine-point favorite you. to win. <laughs> hey, boy. I don't, know, I don't know why I'm not paying you. There's a nugget. Now you say aware. <laughs> aware. <laughs> hey, Dave, have a great weekend, man. Always a pleasure uh, talking with you. Uh, have yeah, a good you one, brother. Have fun. I'll talk to you next week. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday. I got the couch all ready for you, okay? Universal DH? On the way, Rowdy? Yeah, that's that was what it sounds like the owners and the player association agreed upon, even though I thought the funniest thing was for all of the stuff that the majority of players have put out there into the Twitter sphere, mm-hmm. what they agreed on was not the four or five biggest things mentioned. So what? Are, so <laughs> AK, it's like, here's our list of 10 things that we don't like as we enter winter. You know, once we get down to 10, it's something that we would like, but we don't really care about. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's a jumping off point. Yeah. They're top four or five. What were their top major four? league baseball is like, yeah, whatever. But here's number seven and here's number nine. nine. We'll cross those off the list. So what, what was like the big thing entering these talks that they wanted to address? Wasn't it like, like revenue, like revenue share? And- well, it was from the player side. It was a lot of like things for player money. Like basically yeah. they didn't want caps on, on player salary. So arbitration was one thing that was a big thing. Uh, service time manipulation, which we've seen in the past, even as Brewer fans or even like the tanking, because that hurts kind of like those middle of the road free agents. 
So I get where like the players were coming from, but those were like the the big four that they really were talking about. <laughs> and then they come in and yeah, Universal DH. I haven't really heard anyone talk about the Universal DH since like twenty twenty. Yeah, when they Once implemented they it, nixed for, it yeah. in twenty twenty one. I was hoping that it would be dead. Like, de- dead and gone. Like, Correct. Let, a- let ALBL and NLBNL. But nope, Universal. Like, okay, you guys want different, more revenue share of the players? Well, how about this? Universal DH. Have at it. And what? we're going to eliminate. Do what you will. Draft, you draft pick compensation. Yeah, and that hurts the Brewers, does it not? And we'll yeah. get into this. Yeah, we'll get into it right now a little bit more Universal DH. Uh, yeah. Okay, the, the, the argument always is this, right? Like, do you really want to see a pitcher go up there and strike out? Yes. Well, Rowdy just had the stat about, you know, we were making fun of L.A. Who's the last pitcher to go yard off a pitcher then in the in playoffs? In the postseason. In the postseason. Brandon Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff Brandon off Clayton Woodruff. Kershaw. Oh, and by the way, I saw. How like, electric was that? I saw this Major League Baseball. They Some of these, you know, analysts, they had a draft. And it was players that have not won a Cy Young Award yet. Mm-hmm. And they had a draft about who their top, I think it was four guys and they drafted like five guys to so be like 20 ish guys that hadn't won a Cy Young yet. Yeah. That would be like big time candidates. Brandon Woodruff, not on there. Really? Huh? Freddie Peralta was not Brandon Woodruff. Oh, hey, I was a little, Freddie? I was a little taken back yeah. by that. What? I, I was that? like, I scanned the things I, you know, and I'm like, I don't see Woodruff. And then I really scanned the thing and I'm like, He's not on here. Uh, then you did third time. You like you deep dove it, and it's like, not, hey guys, something's wrong. There's here. not even a B and a W next. The guy to that's considered the ace on the staff of the Milwaukee Brewers is not on here. So are like, we? I, I don't hmm. think he ever won a Cy Young. No, maybe they thought it. Maybe no. they thought he was the they one. Confused him with Corbin Burns. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh no, he's won one. Well, was Corbin Burns on there? Did they confuse it? Maybe Corbin Burns was not on. There. Okay, so they didn't um, confuse it then. But they're like, oh no, he's won one oh, before. He's, he's good. So Universal DH. Yay, I, I think I know the answer. Yay or nay, Rowdy? Nay. 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 The nays have it. It also makes it so much easier for AL managers. Like, you don't have decisions to make. I like the chess match of it yeah. all. Yeah. And, uh, Rowdy, you had a tweet about it. Craig Council is not going to change anything, right? Like, oh, <laughs> I saw I mean, some he'll guy. he'll still pull a guy if he's <laughs> doing well. I saw some guy <laughs> tweet this out. Saying. And I don't know... Oh, he's a Brewer fan located in Wisconsin. That makes sense. His tweet is, the MLB is allowing Craig Council to stretch his starters and not have to worry about pinch hitting and double switches. Bro. No. What? I come back with, I will put good money on the fact that this universal DH rule will not change Council or the front office's approach because there have been rumors about, you know, uh, the front office pulling the strings here when it comes to starting pitchers. I'd argue that this new new rule will negate some of CC's advantages over other NL managers because there's no double switches and pitching changes. Now I'm not against Craig council making pitching changes. I just disagree when, when the starters going, you know, really well and all of a sudden there's 85, 90 pitches and they're going into a new inning and he pulls them. Then we'll disagree. But (laughs) a lot of the other uh, pitching changes that he makes, I'm completely okay with. Or when the people assume Oh, no, they're okay with it when clearly the guy's cussing somebody out in the dugout like and walks and up and you don't see him for two was plus Was that Woody innings. or Corbin Burns? Both. Yeah, they're like, this, this uh. And then in the point well, afterwards, looking like, back, yeah, Looking Craig. back on it, those arms never got them a World Series last year, but that arms could have allowed us to watch a no-hitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did see one. You know what? We could have saw more, Andre. 
Also, those arms. And that was a combined one. Yeah. That's a farce. I did not say it wasn't. <laughs> Universal DH. We all say nay. But now a lot of people say yes. It's going to be great. And Rowdy, I think the one chagrin of Rowdy over it all, and he brought up a good point when he walked in here before the show started, what name is going to be coming up? All I'm going to hear about now that Universal DH is probably going to be a thing is Ryan Braun. Bring him back. Bring him a swan song. And absolutely not, because there is one man on this roster that is absolutely built for this job. Ryan Braun! Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association, they got a little... uh, some stuff cooking here. Universal DH apparently is going to happen, huh? Yeah, Universal DH was, it sounds like, agreed upon and also the uh, no more draft compensation. Now, Universal DH, I'm against it. I know a lot. some people are for it. It's a lot of mixed emotion on that. I know a lot of people liked it in 2020 when there was the Universal DH due to the shortened season. Yeah. I know a lot of people thought that it was trending that way. I just think it's a little unfortunate because the game that everyone grew up playing was the pitcher's hitting. Yeah. I get it. I get it, though, why people wanted to change. I get it, the, but we're never going to see Clayton Kershaw get taken yard by Brandon Woodruff again then. Yeah. Or, you know, something similar to that. And it's it, it just for people saying, well, you know, they have two different games in, in two different uh, leagues where you had the AL and the NL. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, they they have like different parks at every stadium. Like yes. this, this isn't like a uniform sport where everything was the same and every different thing. But regardless, move past that. The draft compensation, that one's the one that might affect a team like the Brewers a little bit more or the the smaller market teams just because you get draft compensation when you have a player, they then enter free agency and you you aren't able to sign them. Yeah. You get a draft. Depending on how much they sign for, you get compensation in a certain round. Mm-hmm. That uh, it was obviously built in for those smaller market teams that couldn't afford all the free agents. But I just thought it was really funny because when a lot of those people like the Max Scherzers of the world came out and were talking about, hey, you know, the MLB said they wanted a, a seat at the table and a talk and they haven't done anything. And they were talking about four or five different things that they wanted done, the players, that is. And I'm sure on yeah, their list, a of, list like of things, 10 to 15 things, like the, universal, yeah, yeah. the universal DH and the compensation were probably farther down that list. But I, but MLB is like, all right, universal DH, you got it. And it sounds like, for the most part, what the, the Major League Baseball Players Association and the players in general were fighting for, I kind of agreed with all of it. Yeah, like, right, yeah. Though, like some of the bigger things was not to put in kind of like those uh, caps on players with like the arbitration. We're talking like arbitrations of the world, like player wise. I totally get it. Cause when you look at uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, they have Josh Hader, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff all under contract for about 17 million combined this year, this upcoming 2022 sure. season. If they didn't and they were on the free market, They'd be shelling out probably over $60 million to those three guys. Yeah. So the arbitration definitely benefits the small markets like the Milwaukee Brewers. But I get it coming from a player standpoint because, I mean, Corbin Burns coming off of Cy Young, coming off of being in the top five of the Cy Young like the last couple of years, mm-hmm. he'd be getting paid. Josh Hader being the best getting reliever paid. in baseball for four years, he's getting paid. But another thing that I, I do think is, is a good thing that they were talking about is service manipulation 
which we know that your arbitration gets changed based on your service and yep, how you yep, perform. Yep. This is a pet peeve of mine that Major League Baseball teams have been doing for like a decade is holding guys back to keep them controllable for that extra totally. year. Totally. We it's saw like holding their talents hostage. Yeah, we saw the Washington Nationals do that to Bryce Harper when he was 19 years old. They kept him in the minor leagues for a month, mm-hmm. so they got the extra year. We saw the Milwaukee Brewers in 2007 do that to Ryan Braun because they kept him in the minor leagues for an extra year, brought him up in May. Yeah. He was obviously major league ready. We saw the Cubs do that with Chris Bryant. They kept him down an extra month at the beginning of the year to get a service time. So I think that's a disservice to players because it's kind of BS. If BS. you're good enough to be in the big leagues, you should be in the big leagues right away and not have your time hampered at an extra month because they want to keep you for an extra year due to those rules. Mm-hmm. The other thing I actually like, but I think I would take maybe a different approach to it, What's eliminates that? the tanking because we've seen the Padres of the world, the Astros of the world completely tank and get a lot of first-round picks like the Astros. A lot of those guys they have on those teams, the Carlos Correas, the Alex Bregman, like all those guys were because they tanked for like a decade and got all those first-round picks, mm-hmm. and they hit on a lot of them. Now, it's baseball, so you're going to miss on a yeah, ton you're gonna of miss guys. More than you're... That's why they have 40-plus rounds in normal years. <laughs> you're going to miss on way more than you're going to land. But I like the fact that they're going to take taking out because I, I think it hurts like the – solid MLV veteran. You look at it, all those great guys, they always get their money, right? Yep. All the guys that are like barely making major leagues, like the journeymen that have hardly just been around forever. They're not making a ton of money. No, they're not. Who it hurts with the tanking are those middle of the road veterans who, you know, in a normal year, if everyone was trying to build a team and be competitive, they might be worth like $10 million. Well, all the good players get bought up for $30 million, whatever. All the low-level players get signed because maybe they they like that they're versatile, blah, blah, blah. But all these guys that have been there and been good for maybe five, ten years, they don't get bought up. And then all of a sudden, since no one's passed, kind of like what happened with the Brewers Mm -hmm. and Moustakis fell back into their lap, you get some of these really good players that weren't top-end players that – all of a sudden that 10 million guy is worth like five because they get him for cheap. And you know where he goes to teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers. So not only are they making their teams better, but they're also doing it for cheaper because they should have probably had to pay 10 million instead of five with that rowdy. And then with the universal DH coming in, are you making the case or would, could you make the case that the brewers are getting screwed both ways? Well, I'll go one further with, I think for the winning, like with the tanking, I think they not to have a salary cap because, because I think baseball is unique with not ha- having a salary cap. I think they need a salary floor. Oh, so okay. you can't go below sure. X amount of dollars. Sure. Okay. You could spend 500 million if you want, but you can't spend below a hundred million. Cause remember with the brewers, yeah. they finally opened the wallets in 2019 and they spent 129. The most we've ever spent. It was like 125. Something like it's that. the most we ever spent. And they talked about how they were in a small red for a loss that year, but they also did all of those, Spring the training, spring training resume, rebuilds, yeah, renovations. Yeah. They even did stadium res- renovations. It's like, yeah, you just spent like $45 million on stadium updates. Yeah, no, no you kidding. opened up your wallet for one year, and you're going to complain you were in the red by like $5 million? You just renovated everything. and your entire, Yeah, your entire time owning the Brewers, you've made – You've been in the black and making money every single year, but that one, the one year you happen to open the wallet and Which do gotta, all the renovations. you got to spend money to make money, Rowdy. rowdy. But, I, but I do think – and I, we mentioned this earlier. I do think a lot of these rules 
have kind of hampered the Milwaukee Brewers in the last few years. You look at kind of some of the things that a lot of uh, Major League Baseball experts and even fans have said, how like Craig Council's good at, uh, you know, managing a game Mm -hmm. or how he's got such an advantage over the average manager because he's smarter. Well, what did Major League Baseball do not too long ago? They changed the no more one batter pitchers. You got to face three batters. Or unless he leaves with injury. Yep. Well, that's changed. Who did that hurt? Guys like the Brewers who would go in and use matchup and matchup. Now you talk about universal DH. I think that Craig Council did have an advantage over other NL managers because he was overall pretty good at pitching changes, double switches. Now, none of them really have to worry about it. No, not at all. And the Brewers right now aren't completely set up to have a DH. None of the NL teams are because they weren't, I don't know if they were really anticipating this, but and you're going to have a short free agency, so you're not going to have a ton of time to go out and sign mm-hmm. like a big-time DH or, or someone that could fill that role. But there is one guy for the Milwaukee Brewers that could really come into his own, and that's Keston here. I thought you were going to say Ryan Daddy. Braun. Bring him back. No, but I'm sure a lot of people yeah. will start calling for Ryan Braun, but it's Keston Hira. Kest Daddy, baby. saw an article the other day about Keston Hira and how he um, – Ryan went Braun. back to with his old coach from back in the day, and they re-changed up on some of his uh, hitting techniques and, and well, kind of like his find himself. Yeah, his, his, I don't his personal problem with family. His mom had cancer, and stuff. his mom had cancer. He was going through some tough, tough stuff. He was slumping. Also, going back, I remember woof, was that two thousand? Yeah, it was two thousand eighteen. You and another person gave me a lot of crap going into spring training. Well, here's the thing. I always give you a lot of crap. When I said, you know what, boys? I think Wade Miley makes this team and is kind of a, a, a nice piece in the pitching rotation. Hey, you guys I, came were around, like, I came around quicker to Wade Miley, Rowdy. You guys are like, what? Wade Miley? That guy's garbage. Look at his numbers. And I go, he went back to his college coach. Rowdy never forgets these things, folks. Worked, worked on like a little techniques, little things that he was doing different, and it seems to and have figured something out. Balled out. Keston here did that exact same thing. And now you give him a position of DH. Cause remember when he was drafted, a lot of teams passed on him. He's one of the top five talents in the draft passed on him because he didn't play a position. He had a bad elbow, yeah, bad elbow. Well, guess what? Now with universal DH, you didn't have to worry about that. He doesn't elbow. have to play second base. Just put a pad he doesn't on have it. to play first base. He doesn't have to play corner outfield. You have your DH. And his defense was always a little suspect too. Yeah. You just ha- he just has to hit. And if he comes around closer to the, you know, his rookie season, you're going to have a hell of a DH. Kest daddy rises. So could it, could it help the Brewers offensively with Keston here? If he comes around? Yes. Do I think it'll hurt their manager gap of how good Craig council is? Yes. I do think that gap now is less than what it was, but we all can agree on one thing. Major league baseball and the players association. Figure it out. Yeah, Rob Manfred says... Let's have baseball, please. He's still hopeful for pitchers and catchers report on opening day. Well, that's Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. So I'm going to... I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to pump the brakes on that.